You know, for more than a quarter of a century, uh, Southwoods has been gathering on Sundays like this and spending time, setting aside time to assure that people have opportunities to know God, opportunities to discover God's purpose for their lives, opportunities to, to pursue that purpose and become more fully devoted followers of Him. I mean, Southwoods has been all about that for 27 years. In the very beginning, we didn't know those words, but we, the spirit of it was in our hearts. And it's been a wonderful journey. And in the spirit of what we just watched, I was thinking about it, you know, here uh, this week. And it all began with an individual who was a part of a church in Oakley, Kansas. This individual set aside $20,000 from her will for the purpose of helping uh, a new church start in this area. She gave it to her church who gave it to the Christian Evangelizing Association of Kansas, who hired me to come and start a new church in this region, because at that time there just wasn't much from a church. There were many congregations in this area. That's changed. But there you know, wasn't much going on in this region back at that time, back in 1990. And uh, we started, actually they hired us in 89, 90. We started April 8th of 1990. We began at Morse Elementary School. When we moved here, we didn't know anybody. I mean, Laura and I knew no one. And so it's been a fascinating journey as it's gone from nobody to who we are at this point. And, of course, there have been an awful lot of people who have come through these doors and whose lives have been blessed and influenced over the course of the uh, 27 years that Southwoods has existed. Uh, Morse Elementary School, Overland Trail Elementary School, Oxford Middle School. And uh, coming up on our 20th anniversary in this building, June 1st of 1997. We moved in this building. We originally leased this room and the rooms to the side over here, the children's area. Uh, these other, this other side of the building was leased out to other people, other tenants. We had this portion. Uh, two years later, we bought this building, uh, the whole building, and moved into that section over time. Uh, with time, we bought land on 167th and Antioch. Uh, time, more time passed. In uh, 2013, we acquired the building to the west for a, a fantastic uh, a deal. Uh, so it's, it's all kind of uh, continued to, to grow and flourish and just lives continuing to be changed and influenced that whole window of time. And so what we do on a day like this is sort of remember a little bit, but a whole lot of it from my perspective is it's not about... It's not about all of us as a, even a group, so to speak. It really is about how has God shown up among us in the 27 years. Because really, I think of it as his anniversary among us. It's an opportunity for us to celebrate him, to celebrate his influence in our hearts and our lives. Because apart from that... Uh, we could be the Kiwanis Club, okay? And uh, just as boring as some of those groups are, uh, we could do that. And some churches are that. But Southwoods has never been that, and that's because God's at work among us, in spite of us, in spite of all of us, me included. So uh, this morning we have a privilege. It's an, a privilege that we, we try not to take for granted every year, just to have a few folks share a little bit of the difference that God's been making in their lives since being around here. And uh, we want to continue that, uh, continue that heritage this morning. Uh, we're going to have some folks come up and share for the next few moments just a testimony. Of, uh, they're basically finishing the sentence. The difference God has made in my life, our lives, since coming to Southwoods is, 
And that's the thought that they're basically uh, springing off of. And uh, I just want to invite you to listen carefully as each of them shares this morning. Um, Chad and Stacy Lechner are going to share a little bit. Bob and Barbie McNay are going to share a little bit. And then Timothy King, uh, who wasn't even here, wasn't alive 27 years ago. Okay? So uh, he, uh, he's going to share a little bit. And uh, I'm going to ask you to bow your heads with me and let's pray. And then, uh, and then Chad and Stacy will dive in. Okay? Heavenly Father, we thank you for your presence among us and uh, all the good that you have done in each of our lives. And now as these share, I just ask that you would uh, speak to us, uh, that you'd give them peace and confidence and clarity. Pray that, Father, you would, uh, you would continue speaking to each of us that we might hear what, you'd, what you want us to hear. Uh, you might inspire us toward uh, love and good deeds, that you might uh, fill us with hope. Uh, that you might remind us of things uh, that are important, um, sacrifices we've made that are cherished by you and others have benefited from. And so, God, I just pray that all of those things and far more that you can remind us of, that you would do that this morning. And we'll rejoice to be your kids and uh, to hear uh, just what you've been at work doing in our lives. And so in Jesus' name, we lift this prayer. Amen. All right. Chad, Stacy, come on up. And right after them, Bob and Barbie, and then Timothy... Uh, King, okay? Good morning. Um, one of the things I've learned since I've been here is God works best in our weaknesses, so you get to see him on full display today because this is definitely one of my many weaknesses. Um, just to give you a little background about our attitude, basically my attitude pre-Southwoods, um, my attitude, and Stacy and I had looked at churches. We weren't opposed to going, but we just never took the plunge. We weren't really serious about it. And my attitude about church was, I'll go if I don't have to do anything, which is just a fantastic outlook on life, on anything. It's just, yeah, top-notch. So obviously her forcing me to go to one probably wasn't going to make much difference. So we went 20 years in our marriage before we um, came to church. And how we got here... Um, what started it, I guess, is I was on a mission trip in Mexico with Hero Makers. That's a miracle in itself and a story for another day. But while I was there, the instigator for that was one of the elders at this church. Kurt took me aside one day, and my prideful self, I thought he was going to compliment me on how well I was doing on construction. <laughs> that was not what he pulled me aside for. He challenged me to step up for my family and to find a church. And he did it. It wasn't, it wasn't a judgment. It was simply looking back. It was, a, it was a welcoming to Southwoods and to get me to do what I needed to do. And looking back, it's shocking that I wasn't offended by it and didn't push back and didn't say, you need to mind your I was My reaction was, you're right, because I knew for a long time that was right. I needed that push. We needed that push. So that's, that's what got us through the doors. And um, as I was thinking about what Southwoods has done for us and how God has worked through them, the first thing that just came to mind was welcoming. It's such a welcoming place. The first time we walked through the doors, well, let me read. A, I've got a um, scripture that I want to read first that kind of addresses what I mean. It's Matthew 25, verse 35 through 36. 
For I was hungry, and you gave me food. I was thirsty, and you gave me drink. I was a stranger, and you welcomed me. I was naked, and you clothed me. I was sick, and you visited me. I was in prison, and you came to me. All of those things, as far as being welcoming, is what we needed when we came to Southwoods. We were naked spiritually. We had no clothes. We had no nourishment. We were in many personal prisons that we needed to be freed from. The first time we walked through that door, Tara Wassler, the worship leader who was up here today, never met us, didn't know us. First person we saw, hey, welcome to Southwoods. Just warning, we get really loud in our worship, and I hope you like that. And she just, it was, we were welcomed the very first step we walked through that door. Joe in Mexico, Joe Montague, he probably doesn't remember. He, we were talking one day, where's your church? Where do you go to church? I don't know. Looking around, he said, you're welcome to come to ours. Greg and Lori welcome us to all the things they have here. There's, there's so many opportunities. There's refuge. We've, we've been welcomed and invited to all these things. Wade and Sonia Wright welcome us every Tuesday night to their house, and we get to be around other people that are further on their path, but we learn from. Um, we're welcomed at Bible studies. We're welcomed. We were sick. And you visited me. Stacy was in the hospital a couple of years ago. Greg showed up. I'd heard about stuff like that, but we weren't in a church. We didn't know that's what happened. It's, it's all that happens, and it doesn't even need to be in a church. We get visited every Sunday, and every time we're around the people and the leadership in this church. And that's just, it's absolutely fantastic. And the other thing I thought about welcoming is there's nothing more welcoming than Jackie Rogers' smile. Every time I see her, and she usually includes a hug, too, so that's, that's an even added bonus. But it's just such it's a welcoming place, and we're trying to apply that in our lives, too, as we welcome people we don't know, people we do know. Um, the second thing that came to mind about Southwoods is it's not the welcoming happens, and then you're here, but it doesn't stop because once you're here, then you get the encouragement and the encouragement you need to keep going and the resources you need and the fuel that you need to keep going, the spiritual fuel. Isaiah 41.10 says, Fear not, for I am with you. Be not dismayed, for I am your God. I will strengthen you, I will help you, and I will uphold you with my righteous right hand. And that's the encouragement. We get all of that from Southwoods and all the opportunities that are available here and the people that are here. We are not alone ever. The teaching support and the growth opportunities continue. That helps us to connect and engage with others who follow Christ, and it encourages us to grow. And this strengthens, helps, and upholds us, which is what they're called to do. Um, through Southwoods, God has made a positive difference in our marriage. It's better after 22 years than it's ever been because we never had God involved. They've taught us how to do that, to value our marriage right after God. Our marriage is second. We've, we've never done that. Our marriage is better. Our relationships are better. Our finances are better. Our, we're better parents. We're better children of God. Most of the time, it's, we're a little inconsistent still, but most of the time we're better examples of Christ for people that do or don't know us. And we believe that God led us to Southwoods because he knew this is exactly the place we needed to be 
with the kind of people that we needed to be around and the leadership that we needed to be around that were going to help us on our journey. So it's just a really special place for us. And on our, our worst days, we see, still see how far away we were and we see how far we have to go. But when we come to Southwoods and we're around the people in this place, we can see ourselves through God's eyes and he can see how far we've come. And that's awesome. So thank you, Southwoods. Good morning, everybody. Now that was a hard act to follow. And I'll try not to cry before I start. Um, Last Friday, when Bob told me that Greg had asked us to speak at Anniversary Sunday, my first reaction was stark panic. You can probably tell. I do not like to be in the public eye. The only stage I want to be on is the one that leaves in five minutes. So, however, once I talked myself off the ledge, I reminded myself that Greg was the one asking me. And since I admire him greatly and feel blessed to have him as my pastor, my shepherd, if you will, I realized that I could find it I couldn't find it in my heart to turn him down. However, by Friday, D-Day was almost here, and I was panicking once again. So I did what all Christians do, all good Christians. I started praying, and I asked God to give me a sign whether he wanted it was his will for me to give this talk or not, hoping, of course, for a little laryngitis or something to set in. <laughs> but no, no, no. Instead, when I began to listen to Rick Warren's morning message for the day, the gist of the message was, We can and should do what God or one of his messengers asks us, even if we're afraid. And after that, the topic of the Joyce Meyer message I listened to was doing it afraid. Okay, I got the message. (laughs) It might be said that my standing on this stage right now is an example of how God has changed me in the last week. But then this changing process of God's is an ongoing process, and you all probably know that, and I'm finding it out day by day. So to go back to the beginning of the changes God has made in me since coming to Southwoods, before Bob and I started coming here, the church we attended had a 5 o'clock afternoon service. That was perfect for me. I don't really like to get up early in the morning. At least I didn't. But now I am up here, I'm up and here every Sunday morning at 10 o'clock, and I'm not even grumpy about it. (laughs) I enjoy coming here, and I can honestly say it's not just because of the inspiring messages and the wonderful worship, but it's also because of the many cheerful, gracious, warm people who make up this congregation. So God not only changed me, he rewarded me. But isn't that the way it is? The changes are the rewards in themselves. Oh, here's another big change. I now now carry a copy of the Ten Commandments in my purse. And since hearing Greg's many messages on the topic, I find myself saying, oh gosh, or oh goodness, instead of my previous choice. (laughs) And I think I may have invented a new word or two, like gotch. And, and godness, 
But I'm getting better, and I'm diligently trying to change because I want to be a better person since coming here. While the topic of the Ten Commandments is I'm speaking of, Bob and I truly now observe the Sabbath. After hearing Bob Priest's message on the subject, we realized that we were maybe a little lax in that area. And now, every first and third Sunday, we make the Sabbath particularly holy by engaging in a Bible study with the small group we joined late last year. Bob and I had long wanted to participate in a small group, but due to the nature of his constantly changing work schedule on the railroad, that was not possible. So in God's perfect timing, we again became richly rewarded by the new friendships of the very special individuals in our not-so-small small group. Brian Irwin, our fearless leader, does a masterful job, along with all the others in the small group, of helping me dig deeper to understand how God is speaking to me through his word. I am so grateful for the group's acceptance, patience, and understanding. This is my first group Bible study, and it's exactly what I've been thirsting for as someone who was unchurched until I was 60 years old. At my age, I feel I need to be on the learning fast track, and these (laughs) fine individuals are making that possible. And speaking of fine people, God brought me to a pastor with whom I have felt comfortable enough to open up and share my innermost thoughts and concerns about God, the Bible, Jesus, and the resurrection. In fact, Greg spent well over two hours listening to my concerns not telling me what to believe, but showing me through God's word how and where to find my answers. After the time spent with Greg, I went home, did a lot of thinking, soul-searching, and praying. I realized that the bottom line was that I had not made a decision. I had a big decision to make. Did I trust God or not? And the answer was a resounding yes. I had decided, to paraphrase something my son told me, to stop trying to understand what was hard for me to believe and to begin to believe what I didn't understand. Once that decision was made, the next step was obvious. Last summer, I was baptized, committing myself completely to my Lord and Savior. That is obviously the biggest change God has made in my life since coming to Southwoods. So thanks to Greg and Lori for following through with the vision God gave them. For in my case, you have provided me with a church that is more like a home. Now this is truly my safe place where God has provided teachers who through word and deed are gently, sometimes not so gently with those convicting messages. (laughs) But you are gently guiding me in my spiritual growth as I endeavor to become God's deeply committed, loving servant. Thank you all. I didn't lock my knees. (laughs) Well, that's uh, two hard acts to follow, I tell you. (laughs) 
When Greg called me to ask me to speak at this anniversary service, I was taken back, not knowing how to reply or how to get out of it. <laughs> now, if he had asked me to talk on computer-aided transcription systems for court reporters or on railroading as it pertains to transportation crews, I could fill up the entire time allocated for the message. However, speaking on, speaking on God, how God has changed my life, since coming to Southwoods? <laughs> you got to be kidding me. <laughs> wow. I decided to pray on this request, and then I recall that Moses was confronted with a speaking dilemma. Exodus 4, verse 10 came to my mind. But Moses pleaded with the Lord, Oh, Lord, I'm not very good with words. I never have been, and I am not now, even though you have spoken to me. I get tongue-tied, and the words get tangled. Then the Lord asked Moses, who makes a person's mouth? Who decides whether people speak or do not speak, hear or do not hear, see or do not see? Is it not I, the Lord? Now go, I will be with you as you speak, and I will instruct you in what to say. That settled my dilemma. Both Pastor Greg and God wanted me to speak. Now, late last night, the evil one popped in and hit me with a head cold. And I mean, he hit me with one. I woke up this morning with a searing headache and my eye was hurting. And thanks to modern pharmaceuticals and God's will, I'm here. Uh, he did not want me to talk about the glory and wonder of God, Jesus, and the Holy Spirit. But we're going to defeat him. For you to understand how God has changed me, I'd like to share a bit about my past. I was raised in the small town of Leon, Iowa, in a conservative Methodist Episcopal church. My faith was that of a child. After leaving high school, I decided to do it my way, and for the next 43 years, I wandered in the wilderness. Three more years than Moses. I couldn't wait until, uh, I, I, it wasn't until I learned that my youngest son's addiction to drugs and alcohol that I started looking for something to anchor my faith on. Prior to this, I had been my own higher power. We began our search by attending a megachurch which served us well as a starter church. However, I was looking for more. I then turned to a, a multiple campus mid-sized church. As a relationship as a result of a relationship with our dear friend, Betty Mays, we started attending several special events, including Wednesday evening programs and finally church services at Southwoods. Pastor Greg's sermons really connected with me, and we decided to give Southwoods a try as our new church home. Southwoods Church is fully in the word as the truth. This inspired me to pick up the Bible and started reading it on a regular basis. For me, the, the NLT, New Living Translation Philosophy and Methodology, renders the original text of the scriptures into a clear contemporary English that even I can understand. I've read several versions of the Bible, but the fact that Greg's inspiring messages primarily come from the NLT has opened my eyes to the truth of the Bible. Coming to Southwoods has produced a feeling of kinship and belonging to a family of fellow Christians. There is a warmth that I feel when I worship, and I appreciate the size of a smaller congregation where I can meet fellow believers. This fosters in me a feeling of wanting to belong, just one more way that God has changed me. This feeling ultimately inspired me to try out a, a, 
small men's group. At the time, my work schedule led me to a Tuesday morning men's group. That um, My current schedule now makes Saturday mornings more practical. When my schedule allows, I attend both meetings. I feel that I am in a band of brothers with whom I can share my thoughts and feelings about my faith and to do, dig deeper into the scriptures. Both group facilitators, Kirk Togelizer and Bob Priest, make exploring God's worth exciting and rewarding. And I thank you for that. Before attending Southwoods, I had never considered participating in a men's retreat. This spring, I will be going to my second men's retreat at Tall Oaks. I look forward to this time of prayer, reflection, and camaraderie. As Barbie mentioned, we joined a small group for Bible study. This experience has truly enriched our lives and enabled us to make new and lasting friendships. God is always changing my perspective on service. Um, has also changed my perspective on service. Both Barbie and I volunteer at the food pantry, Loaves and Fishes. This gives us an opportunity to serve those that are less fortunate than ourselves. Through encouragement from Greg and another Christian friend, I decided to be baptized with my wife, Barbie, and with Chad. This was a big step for me to surrender my all to God and proclaim my faith in public. As an infant, I was baptized, sprinkled, and felt that that was good enough. The aforementioned dear friend who cleans our house was continually bringing up the subject and showing me Bible verses calling for baptism. And then there was Greg with his repeated invitations to be baptized. I prayed on this, and God put it in my heart to step up to the plate, so to speak, or into the water. I'm very glad that I did. Since coming to Southwoods, God has changed my prideful nature. I struggle with this deadliest of sins. I learned from other men in the small groups who have also struggled with pride and ego. Their studies, their stories of finding humility and studying of the scriptures has helped me to start to be a humble servant of our Lord. My favorite Bible verse on this subject is Philippians 2, verses 3 and 4. Don't be selfish. Don't try to impress others. Be humble. Think of others as better than yourselves. Don't look out only for your own interest, but take an interest in others, too. All in all, I feel very much at home at Southwoods. You are a loving, accepting congregation where great worship takes place and an outstanding pastor continually delivers well-thought-out messages that resonate with me and touch my heart. Thank you, Southwoods, for being you and for accepting a wretch like me into your family. May God bless you all. I don't think I've looked this good in a while. <laughs> Just kidding, I had prom last night, it's okay. Uh, good morning. Uh, as welcome before, welcome to Southwoods. If you uh, are well, not welcome here before, welcome. I appreciate you being here. It's good to see all of your bright and coffee-filled faces early this Sunday morning. Uh, as most of you know, my name is Timothy King. It's also on the screens. Just as a reference, um, I've been going here my entire life, all 18 years of it. Yeah, I know, I'm getting old, it's okay. Uh, just kidding, my life is just getting started. Um, but everything up until now has been a God-filled experience. 
um, whether it be getting the girl of my dreams or getting the job I've wanted ever since I was a kid, being a part of the U.S. Army as an explosive ordnance disposal specialist. <clears throat> Thank you. Uh, it is a very dangerous job, but I want to help all of the brave men and women come home safely to their families. For those of you who are wondering, I'm scheduled to fly to Fort Jackson, South Carolina on the 13th of June for a total of 48 week weeks of training, basic training, and bomb school. So, uh, last week, Pastor Greg called me and asked if I wanted to speak at today's event. I lost my breath for a second and then quickly agreed to do it. What have I gotten myself into? <laughs> but I was given the prompt, the, different, the difference God has made in my life through Southwoods is, well, God has done a lot. Uh, God has done a lot for me through Southwoods. I've made so many amazing friends as, uh, through the children's as well as the student ministry. He has showed me that no matter who you are or who you interact with, who you interact with, there is always a way to show people the light of Christ, if not already shown before. He has shown me that as a church, we are one big family. Sure, we all have our differences, and maybe those differences set us apart from each other. It may cause tribulation, fighting, but why allow that to split us apart from each other? Uh, he's also shown me what third world countries look like. This recent summer, I went to Guatemala with the student ministry, and it was one of the most impactful trips I've ever been on. Uh, it showed me that other places that don't have as much as we have, but are yet so happy with what they have. I, I, even in Guatemala, I witnessed a kid play basketball with a flat basketball. Here in America, that's, that's a sin. You, like, you don't do that. That, that just doesn't happen. My point is, God has done so much for me in the past 18 years of me being here. It showed me what a true family looks like and a brotherhood. And I pray that if there are any kids or younger students listening to take this advice, follow your dreams and don't let anyone hold you back. Life is about taking risks, whether they end up in success or failure. But sometimes failure is success. But just remember, what would God say to do and take that path? Thank you, and may God bless all of you. couple of miscellaneous random thoughts that occurred to me. Um, for, for, first off, I just wanted you to know, because of the way it was said, it was not Friday as in this past Friday <laughs> that I called it. So I know some of you, there's been so much talk about how on the Monday before Greg calls, I thought, if I call on Monday, nobody's going to answer the phone. And so this year, I called on Friday, the week before, completely shocking everybody even more. So you just never know. I mean, what, who knows what it'll be like next year? So that was one random thought that I just wanted to say. Uh, the, other, the other thought, uh, uh, Tim, what, what is that again, the, your military thing you're going to be doing? What's, what's the name of that group? Explosive Ordnance Disposal. Explosive Ordnance Disposal. Okay, so um, you know, he's one of, our, one of our young men who are going to be doing this. We've got you know, others who are doing it, this kind of stuff. We just need to be, uh, we just need to... You know, kind of keep top of mind if you can. Just some of our some of our young guys who are stepping into various. They're growing up, and they're in uh, some of these military roles. And, and you know, explosive ordinances are dangerous. And uh, obviously, we need to pray for them. But just pray uh, pray for who they're they're representing us and God in these places. And I'm I'm so thankful that uh, a number of these guys have a relationship with God and take that with them wherever they go.
Can you imagine? You go back and read in the Old Testament, and, and I, I could, obviously I could get off on this a whole lot more than I'm going. Uh, but for those of you who are afraid of that, I'm not going to camp on this long. Um, if God would be as involved as He was in warfare at times in the Old Testament, do you suppose that He's still familiar with what it's like to deal with lawlessness? Um, you, you bet He is. I mean, there is not a more brilliant tactician than this kind of stuff. He doesn't like that, uh, and he's looking forward to the eradication of evil from our earth, uh, and that day's coming. But uh, he he knows how to knows how to defend people. He knows how to do stuff, and uh, and so I'm just praying for you, Tim, that that God's Spirit will go with you, and that He'll empower you and give you the Holy Spirit's guidance, even in what you do, and uh, that you'll be successful, not just from a technical standpoint, but that there'll be the Spirit's intuition and leading as well. So for you and everybody around. So we're a, we're a blessed congregation, and we could um, parade a whole lot more people up here. It's just fun to, fun to hear stories, and thanks to each of you who shared this morning. My question for, uh, for the rest of you, though, is or my invitation is this. My, I want to encourage you to spend a few moments today thinking about the difference that God's made in your life since coming here. And maybe just set aside a few minutes to, uh, to not just think about that, but to thank God for that. Uh, because every one of us has grown. I- I've grown through the 27, 28 years that we've been a part of this. And um, um, God deserves to be honored for that. So, um, so would you set aside a few minutes today to just thank him and to praise him and honor him? I know he'd be blessed by that would say to the, all of us as well, maybe, maybe God's Spirit is tugging at your heart to do something this morning. Maybe you heard several of these folks talk about small groups and you've never been in a small group. Maybe you need to jump into a small group because of the potential change. Maybe you thought, I, I've never been to one of those men's retreats. Maybe I should go. Maybe this is the year you should go. Uh, maybe you never got involved serving in any capacity around here. You've been coming, you've been sitting, you've been blessed, but you've never, you've never invested in, you know, what we're doing together here. Maybe today the Spirit of God is saying, you know, these folks are serving. Maybe you need to step up. Maybe you need to serve in some way. Maybe you heard them talking about being baptized, and you've never been baptized. I mean, you've heard about that. You, you know it's in the Bible. Uh, you know, I was thinking about, uh, you know, what Bob, uh, Bob said, you know, sprinkled kind of thing. What's the deal with that, you're asking? Well, let me explain the deal. The, the, the whole deal with sprinkling is, is most of the time what that represents is it was a decision of faith that your mom or dad made. It was not your decision of faith. I, yay, mom and dad. What about you? You are a grown person now. What about your faith? Um, it, baptism in every instance in Scripture is a personal demonstration of my faith you know, your faith. It's not an expression of your parents' faith. So there's no no criticism of your parents. Just the Bible, I think Jesus is calling to all of us uh, to demonstrate our faith, and maybe that's something you need to do. Maybe, uh, Maybe in the near future, you need to be a part of that. Just let us know that. We can help you follow through on that. And if you have questions about it, talk to Bob. Talk to Chad. Uh, They'd be happy to to talk with you about that. But... uh, Whatever God's Spirit is talking to you about this morning, I hope that you'll, hope that you'll listen, and uh, we're thrilled that you're here. And I hope that you'll join us next week 
and as we gather to celebrate uh, the resurrection of our Lord. So let's stand together. We're going to close in prayer. If you've got anything else in your life that you need to uh, have someone pray for you about, which uh, you know, we're happy to do that afterwards. Some of us will be hanging around down here. We'd love to, love to pray for you if you've got a need. But uh, hope that you'll greet one another and uh, celebrate 27 years of what God's been doing in your life and in our lives together as you head out tonight. Okay, let's pray, and then we'll be dismissed. Father, we're so appreciative of your faithfulness among us. We celebrate you. We honor you. We thank you for these friends who have shared and all that you've been doing in their lives. And, Father, we ask that what has begun in the last 27 years is just the beginning. We ask for hundreds of years of life change. Your word says that you demonstrate your love to a thousand generations of those who love you. Father, we're asking for you to be faithful to your word. For thousands of generations beyond us, our children and grandchildren and great-grandchildren and their great-grandchildren and beyond will be blessed because of the choices that we've made at this period of time in history. Until that day comes when you return and call us to be your own and and you eradicate evil and all things are made right, uh, we just pray for your blessing on our lives and our descendants. Uh, We we thank you that you're aware of all of that, you're attentive to that, that you care. Would you bless all of us, Father, as we uh, head out of this place? Would we think on these things? Uh, Would you remind us even personally of ways that we've been blessed around here? And uh, we promise today and the years to come to give you credit for all the good that happens. Thank you for your kindness. Now we leave and we ask all this in the name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. Bless you all.